The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. Oh wow. The high off wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. Previously, on the Very Good Adventuring Team. But remember, we're invincible. Nice. Roscoe begins sneaking forward. What we're going to call it is every... What's your movement speed? 30? 30. Let's do every 30 feet we're going to do a contested roll here. 24. You needed to be at a 21. Uh, yeah. yeah! Peed my pants a little as I got back to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're free and clear at now if we want to be. We could shoot an arrow at it yeah. and not leave. <laughs> <laughs> Giggling as you run away. <laughs> so, do we want... No. We got a lot of treasure around us. Do we want to put down the portable hole and... That's what I was thinking. Put a bunch of shit in it? That would be pretty cool. I mean, anything can wake this beast, though. I killed, like, more kobolds than cancer. I think I got experience. The real treasure is our memories. On a critical failure, there was significantly more treasure balled and based up around the bottom of this sculpture than you uh, anticipated from your position at the back of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You see the enormous wagon wheel-sized eye of Cryphalex the dragon snap open. So as you encase around this portal, you do hear the enormous roaring, rage-filled screams of Cryphalex. So after about 20 minutes of this, mercifully, Chad arrives. Uh, doesn't make a lot of pomp and circumstance out of it. He just sort of shows up and like, you know, waves hello to everybody. And, uh, Mitch kind of like stops his story when he sees Chad come up and Chad beckons him to continue the story and he finishes it out and sort of relinquishes the floor to Chad. And Chad takes a seat with you guys at the table and says, well, gentlemen, did you get it? Did you get the eyes? Promptly. Seeing all this beautiful displayed food out. I love the arrangements, just looking around, being very comfortable where I'm at. I'm going to grab my bag of raisins and just start eating it and not answer his question. <laughs> because, I mean, right now we kind of have the upper hand, and I feel like I pretty cockily know this as a youngster. Just cockily, trying to play. No less. Yes, cockily. Ooh. Know this. 
<laughs> as a cock. <laughs> as, a, as a cock would do, I would ruffle my feathers and kind of know that I have the answer, but mm-hmm. my reasons. Anybody else got an answer for what that cock do? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty distracting if somebody says cockily. <laughs> Chad is asking you guys, have you retrieved the eyes of Zur, which is what he sent you out to do from this dragon's horde? Define retrieved. Uh, he looks at you and says, well, it's a pretty basic word. Did you go there, get them, and bring them back? Oh, I see. <laughs> No, did we? Yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, Melvin, keeper of bakers and memories? Are you are you like genuinely being like absent minded in this context, or are you? I mean, I can't Ro- remember if we wanted to steal them. Well, Ross. Well, I don't know that either. But Roscoe has them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 did get them. No, I mean. I didn't know if we wanted to give them over to him. Oh, Correct. Gotcha. I don't. We didn't really have time to to discuss it. I don't see the fucking harm. They're in your possessions. Here you go, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you just like upend your backpack and dump them up on the table. <laughs> like, one of them bounces off and rolls into the grass. <laughs> Fuck! What did I do with those eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're patting down your pockets and shit, like an old man looking for your watch. I say, here you go, around like a mouthful of food. <laughs> here you go. Push him across. But I I will do something a little bit more bold here. I feel like... Oh? Yes. I feel like I will put my hands, he'll see them, and I'll grab them. I said, it took a lot of work to get these. Uh-huh. Uh, so as he's slowly reaching across for these eyes that are fucking haphazardly rolling towards him across the table, Kolvik reaches out and puts a... A firm bargaining hand on them. And Chad stops in his reach and looks you dead in the eyes and says, I know. That's why I asked three very competent adventurers to go on this mission. We're better than competent, Chad. If only there were a word for what we are. (laughs) A word with a descriptor. Like, very good. I gotta ask Chad, like, how come you don't go and get these things? Chad says to you, I don't typically leave this place very often. I, well, I flatter myself to think that I'm a very powerful lich, but, uh, well, a lot of that power resides here in this town and this city and all the rest of it. And, well, if you had a really well-armed and armored fortress, would you go out into the rest of the world where you're a huge target for a lot of people that want to do you harm? Well, I suppose not, but... For some sweet treasure, maybe. True, for some sweet treasure, but, you know, I also don't change my own fucking oil, do I? Fair enough. If you have oil in this world. <laughs> <laughs> There's living dinosaurs. I mean, I suppose oil is 50,000 years out, but... You have to squeeze the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> milk like milk a fucking lemon. You can... <laughs> Get out of there. But then, yeah. He didn't actually say the, I don't change my own eyes. But (laughs) the impression that that you get is he feels very safe here. He feels very comfortable here. There is no reason for him to take this risk when he can pay other people to do it for him. So I ask him, I'm like, so you you don't even really leave this town or just this house or? I feel like you're pushing me for information, hard meat. But I will answer because I'd like there to be trust between us. 
I don't typically leave my castle. The estates are a seldom affair for me, and down into the city is even more rare. Beyond that, vanishingly rare. You ever get horny? (laughs) He stops, leans back for a moment, and says, It's not like you would think of it. Like, well, here. And for a moment, as you're looking at Chad, his skin peels away. And you see a terrifying visage of a shell of a person. A long, long, long dead human form with fire burning in the eye sockets. No flesh, no tongue, no anything else. And then it snaps back into the charming and, uh, dare I say, beautiful image that he's been presenting. And he says... I don't really have a dick anymore. <laughs> what, what, Do we all see this yeah. or just Roscoe? Uh, if, I mean, it's plain for you all to see if you were looking at him at the time. And it's like it's like a split second of like screams and terror, and then it's back to just normal. I would definitely at that point reach back, leave the eyes on the table, and just kind of sit back trying to be cool about this, but seriously <laughs> freaked out of my mind. It's like and, large march. That is exactly the moment I was going for. That is literally the thing. Oh my god. Tell him large march. I fucking love that scene. That's one of the best scenes in that whole movie. That scared the bejesus out of me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Seriously. That's that is second only to and knitting and knitting and knitting. Anyway. Yeah, so at this point, I'll, I'll actually be holding my raisins and still be, like, trying to eat them, but shaking at the same time, trying to keep it cool. And mm-hmm. It is not very... Uh, that's not the right way to put it. I mean, you guys really haven't been presented with the reality of lichdom yet to this point. Every time you have seen Chad, he has what you now understand to be a mirage, an image, a, a lie. Uh, he has presented himself as... A youngish man, maybe like early 30s, uh, very well dressed, very like beautiful, smooth skin and sparkling eyes, full of life. And he peeled away that curtain for just a moment so that you could see, in a weird joke almost, um, what's really going on here and that he is an unnaturally preserved corpse whose soul is bound to the material plane by dark forces. Like, you didn't have to show us the whole thing, man. Just that you didn't have a wiener would have been, <laughs> like, been enough. He kind of chuckles a little bit and is like, well, you know, imagery is more effective. Do you miss your wiener? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, to answer Roscoe's question, I do sometimes miss the physical intimacy, but, well, yeah. Good trade-offs? Uh, immortality, the ability to help thousands of people in this town. Yeah, I would say it was worth it. Why did you become a lich? You know, it's like anything else that you want for a very long time and eventually achieve. The reasons why you started doing a thing aren't necessarily the reasons why you keep doing a thing. And I can admit that my reasons, well, for pursuing lichdom weren't necessarily as, shall we say, good and wholesome as what I am now. Were you trying to grow a bigger wiener? <laughs> <laughs> he does laugh out loud when you say that. And he says, I would have pursued a very different path if that's all I was looking for. Who were you in life? Oh, my name was Chad. I was a wizard. Were you like the mayor wizard of Peripria? 
No, Periprio had been a long dead and abandoned city when I was still immortal. No, I was, uh, well, for no other comparison, an adventurer like the three of you. I was someone who sought fame, glory, money, power in some respects. I thought I would explore the world. I thought I'd see everything. I, I remember reading about Periprio when I was still alive and how ages ago it had fallen. I remember reading about the chalice. I remember reading about the gods. I read about a lot of things back then. And, well, like I said, maybe my pursuits at that time weren't quite as noble, but there is a perspective that comes with time. And though lichdom often drives people mad and they seek only the power that comes with it, I managed to hold on to some scrap of sanity as I crossed whatever threshold we cross. And here I am now. I can't say if I made a good choice or a bad choice, but I try and do the best that I can with it. And I'd like to think that we should be judged by what we're trying to do rather than what we tried to do in the past. Chad, why do you care about the people of Peripheral? Do you have any idea how utterly fucked the people on this side of the world are? No. I know you don't, <laughs> honestly, because not many people do. Even the people that are here really don't understand. In fact, some of the only people that have a true picture of how fucked the people on this side of the world are, are the merchants, those that brave the sea that lies between our two lands, that have seen the abundance, the plenty, the, the life that's bursting at the seams that, that you all have taken for granted. Every moment of life that you experienced before you came to this land was vibrant, beyond vibrant. I mean, just splitting bursting at the seams with with the stuff that is life and everything that is here is barren and dry we're struggling every moment of every day well to be fair not me it's not like i need to eat or anything but all of the people that are around here they were born into a poverty that they don't know how to lift that they don't even conceive of because there's no comparison they've never seen wealth they've never seen abundance they don't know what it's like to have a full table of food or a, uh, the, the, the amount of money that you casually spend or, and throw around and carry with you for, for fun everything that is here is hard fought, it's earned with blood and sweat and while I may not be the reason that any of those things happened I'm still aware of it. I see it. I've seen it for centuries. And if there's nothing I can do to actually fix the problem, which, who knows, maybe there is a something that I can do to fix that problem. But at a bare minimum, I can make sure that some of the people who have been utterly fucked through no fault of their own for a life they never asked for can at least have somewhere safe to be. Yeah, but why do you care about these people? You have a lifespan of hundreds and thousands of years these people's lives are just a blink of an eye in yours it's an unfair comparison but have you ever had a pet sure in fact i have one right now <laughs> <laughs> he looks to colvick i suppose technically oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i just look back at him and i just stop eating for a second what <laughs> i suppose you guys probably have starfish and uh, larduna with you uh, yeah, who do you look towards? I mean, do you look towards Colvick at this point? Or, <laughs> Have you ever had uh, a pet? Look, looking at Colvick. I, at first, I, I look at you straight in the eyes, like very briefly, but then I look down towards Starfish. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And Starfish looks up at you adoringly, uh, and he says, oh, oh, I'm sorry, yes, a, a perfect example. What did Starfish ever do to deserve whatever you have done for him, her? Is that a... It's a him. What did Starfish do to deserve anything from you? I suppose nothing but existed and was vulnerable. Let me ask you the deeper question. What has anyone in this world done to deserve anything? And specifically the context I'm referring to is prior to being born. All of us do different things in our lives to temporarily earn the boon or bane of gods and demons and angels and even just neighbors and friends on on a whim, but most of those things aren't truly earned in good or bad contexts. They're simply things that happen and for the most part, people are leaves blowing in winds. They don't really have much of an effect on the actual world or call it karma that they might ensue and bring into the world, but do people deserve to be screwed over from the moment of birth? Do people deserve to be wealthy from the moment of birth? What did any of these people actually do to deserve, for better or worse, for good or evil, anything that they have ever done? Nothing. None of us have ever done anything to truly earn the good or evil that happens to us throughout our entire lives. Colbert's going to stand up, push the chair, and I need to go take a shit. I stuffed somebody into a giant's butthole one time. (laughs) (laughs) Chad's going to get a kick out of that for sure. Kolvik, you go ahead and step out and go to the restroom. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that for real? No, you're just getting up in the in-game to go to the restroom. No, no, I'll even say that. I need to take a shit. And then I'm just going to walk off into the the distance there. Can you take your microphone into the bathroom, please? (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Told them all, of course. (laughs) Chad looks to you, Roscoe, as you as you talk about stuffing people in giant's buttholes. And he says, so why did you do that? Guy had a comment. He earned that. Right? So he did something that earned him a, I'm assuming, uncomfortable death. But truly give some thought to what that individual did, whatever it was. And ask, you, ask yourself... Did they deserve a quick, maybe even painful, maybe even horrible death? Probably yes. Did they deserve a lifetime of suffering? And for that matter, whatever they were, whoever they were, did they deserve a good life? However many years they had before they met the end of your knives. I killed somebody I cared about. So my friend Melvin there lit him on fire. Then I stuffed him in a giant's ass. That sounds fair. Sounds fair in that moment. But think for a moment, if you will, about suffering from birth. Think for a moment about having to spend your entire life starving, in pain, lacking, needing, all of those things. Through no fault of your own, never knowing why. Does anyone, does anyone deserve that? No. That's my answer. And it doesn't matter what you do with the rest of your life. It doesn't matter how terribly you make others suffer. It doesn't matter if you're one of the worst beings to ever live. If you are born into bondage and born into suffering that you can neither understand nor change. Well, 
I'm not saying anyone owes you anything. I'm not saying I, I owe any of these people anything. But I've already gotten everything I need to get. I'm immortal. I mean, even the fact that I'm having you guys go out and get elements to build a new phylactery for me. I don't have to do any of this. The truth is, my soul is already bound to one of the most invincible objects known to all... God, I feel like there'd be a better word for man. Like, if that was in our world, it'd be like, oh, known to man, but there's more than fucking men. Known to... All of creation, all of, uh... All of sentience. I feel like there's a better word. Fuck it, it's wrecking my whole speech here. Uh, <clears throat> he would have gone on to say... I've already bound my soul to one of the most invincible objects known to anyone or anything. What do I owe you? What do I owe the three of you who came barging into my domain and demanded that I change something that I had worked for centuries to do, to create, to achieve? And you waltzed in here and you said, hey, we need a thing. And you know what I did? I did my best to accommodate you guys in the pursuit of that thing. And we're halfway there, by the way. Like, this is almost over. And how awesome is it going to be when it is? And you have what you asked for from someone that owed you nothing. Guys, I think Chad's a commie. <laughs> <laughs> pinko bastard. Fucking pinko. <laughs> you know, Chad, while you've been sitting there moralizing to us, I can't help but wonder about the things that you had to do to become a lich. They weren't great. In fact, they're probably more horrifying than you can conceive of, Melvin Hardmead. I don't know. I have a pretty vivid imagination. He made my parents shut themselves inside out. <laughs> you see Chad pretend to throw up in his mouth a little. <laughs> and then he looks over to Melvin and like kind of clandestinely whispers, write down that spell for me. <laughs> so... There's Anyway, Chad, so, all right. Why did you bind? I don't even know what to ask this guy. <clears throat> so, we're out here in basically the desert. You want to change the futures for these people. And we're trying to basically allow this chalice to be returned to the source, I guess, to bring balance to to life in this world. But it's... It almost seems a little bit like you don't want balance. Or I should say, maybe he thinks that there is no balance right now. These people aren't in a place to benefit from any of the balance that we're trying to create. Anybody here in Periprio would benefit from the chalice going back to the way that it, uh, we'll do some air quotes here for the benefit of the audience, uh, is supposed to be. Or if both halves of the chalice actually came to this side of the world, I mean... Chad's not necessarily saying that he's uh, for that, but he's got longer-term goals than... Oh, sorry, I should say this in character voice. Chad says, in response to your question, my goals are longer-term. The system that is, the chalice and the gods and all the rest of it, well, this is a conversation for another day. I want to live long enough to see the world set right. Seems to me, by attaching yourself to this chalice, you've made some powerful enemies. Yeah, I definitely didn't make a lot of friends doing it. Well, except for you guys. You're here, right? <laughs> you guys are here, right? You guys are my friends. <laughs> he looks over at Mitch, and Mitch is like, <laughs> That doesn't happen. Uh, I feel like there would be 
a snappy quote about doing the right thing is lonely or something like that, but I can't think of anything good enough right now, so I'm just going to... I would like all of you to perceive that Chad made a great quote that in, that inspired you <laughs> to think of him in a positive light, but also somewhat heartsick for how lonely it must be to be in his role. He doesn't even have a wang to keep him company. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Maybe we should cut off his head. Just grow back. It's one of those. <laughs> I think the only way we're going to kill Chad is we got to get him out of this town somehow. Since this is his source of power. I don't think we should kill him. No? What do you think we should do? Should we, well, give him, should we be friends and give him hugs? Well, I wouldn't give him hugs. We saw his large Marge face. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to hug that. No, we should help him. I mean, fuck it. He has good adventures. As long as he pays us well for getting these fucking eyes. Funny you should say that, even though you didn't really say that like <laughs> out loud, in-game... IRL. Uh, so Chad kind of like claps his hands together and he's like, but enough of this philosophy. This isn't really what we're here for. You guys are adventurers. You came here for a reason. We have goals to achieve, rewards to give. And I'd like to make you guys an offer. We have here the eyes of Zur and presumably you have my ingot of star metal. We're, we we're wearing your star metal. Oh, Really? Yeah. Well, it looks lovely on all of you. I might have to send you back for more. I, c I can't make you part with those pants, Kolvik. We told him that, right? Because we told him that we needed it because of the dangerous missions that he was sending us on. So he actually doesn't know about the ingot of star, the extra ingot of star metal that we have. Did you guys tell... Man, you didn't even tell Mitch about that. So let me retract what I said, and he'll just say, not ingot. Did I say ingot? Okay. He's not going to say ingot of star metal. He's going to say, and you guys have the star metal as well. It says, there's one last item that I need you guys to acquire. And then the hard part really starts. The but The hard part starts. We almost died over this damn dragon. Well, lofty goals. It's not easy work. It's not easy work. <laughs> <laughs> Chad says, uh, Chad goes on to say, rather, I'd like to offer the three of you something a little more than just money. Money's easy to come by. Gems are easy to come by. Wealth is easy to come by. But you're, well, you're very effective. I've sent you out to get two different things so far, and you've come back without a scratch. I mean, I haven't asked you guys to do easy things, and to be honest... Well, these things were partially tests. Not that they're not necessary for what we're doing here, but, well, they were partially tests just to test your metal, as it were. And you've come through with amazingly flying colors. Chad extends his arms in a, in a broad gesture, indicating everything that's around you. And he says, It's my understanding that you gave up your... Uh, uh, home headquarters whatever it was that you would call it back where you came from well in compensation for that even though that's not why you necessarily came here uh, I'd like to offer you this estate I'm not calling it a place by my side I'm not saying that you're my right hand man or anything like that but well Periprio needs people that can get things done I certainly have plenty of work I can offer you. The people in this town have plenty of work they can offer you. It's interesting. It's dangerous. It's very well-paying. And this could be a home for you. 
I know you have loyalties and allegiances elsewhere. I'm not expecting you to be here all the time. I'm not expecting you to be my knights or swear fealty or anything like that. But this estate, as large as it is, and a staff to go with it, I might add, could all be yours. Now, it's not to say that this isn't a two-way street. Giving you a place here in Periprio, well, it binds you somewhat to this place, and it binds you somewhat to me. It gives you a reason to not fuck me over. So it's not like I'm not getting anything out of this either. But this estate is huge, it's gorgeous, there's more than enough room for the three of you and anyone you'd want to come here to live. And it's worth a phenomenal amount of money. You could live here tax-free and all the rest of it as long as you'd like. Does there... He looks at each of you expectantly, hopefully, as he clutches the eyes of Zur in his hands. Is there any appeal in an offer like that for you? For this house? It is, by the way, it's more than a house. I mean, this is like a fucking estate. Like, there are huge grounds, there are several buildings. And I don't mean estate in the way of like, like what we would think of an estate of like, oh, look at this big fancy place that's fucking useless. I mean, like, estate the way that it would have been for like, say, founding fathers of the United States. Like, oh, there's where? a building, there's a farm, there's servants' quarters. Not servants, really, in this context. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, well, the I mean, old founding father, <laughs> lovers of freedom. It's almost plantation-like. <laughs> awful, super awful. Uh, assuming that you wouldn't go to the same extent extent with it, but um, I mean, th- this is a very large chunk of land in a very desirable section of a well. Uh, let's just call it an up-and-coming desirable city. So you're gonna be here creeping around, Chad, or you got something else in mind? Creeping around what could be your estate? Right. Well, I like my house more, but, I mean, if you invite me over, I'll come for dinner. At this point, I'm going to come back from the bathroom, sit down. What I miss? Hello, all of you precious, precious VGAD fans. Thanks to all of you for joining us for yet another awesome episode of Awesomeness. Ladies, gentlemen, and fancy people of all genders, I would like to remind you that we have a website. The internet address of our virtual presence is thevgat.com, T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. It's where we have a small collection of some content, including the actual podcast audio recordings themselves. But primarily what you'll find there are links to other things. Let me tell you about a few of those things. There are links to Patreon and Ko-fi, where you can make ongoing or one-time donations to help keep the show going and growing. It also helps us commission cool artwork from various people around the internet. If you'd like to check out some of that art, you know where you can find it? You can find it on the website. You will also find a link to our show in iTunes. I'm sure all of you know that getting ratings and reviews in iTunes, or as it is slowly becoming known, Apple Podcasts, is extremely helpful for a podcast, especially for one as small as we are. We definitely see a spike in downloads after reviews get put out there. If you have the time and the inclination, well, we'd appreciate it. Of course, we want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening, and to all the folks supporting us directly with reviews and donations. This is a first-time attempt at podcasting for all four of us, and it's turned out better than we could have hoped for. We're so happy to be making something that all of you can enjoy, and we hope to keep it up. 
can be a little exhausting to keep up with some weeks, but for the most part, it is super awesome, and we're all having a blast doing it. And that's everything I have for you this week, friends. Let's get back into the action. Just to pass with this estate, what? This whole thing he's got going on here. For what? For the eyes. And the star metal. And the star metal. And then at this point, I'm going to look at him. Well, he has the eyes. Uh, just look really confused and sad that I missed everything. But at this point, frustrated, so I'll get up and uh, just be mad and just kind of look around just because I've never really had anything. I've had the, the the building, but this is just all looking around and it actually is pretty overwhelming at this point. I'm like, wow, that's, wow. that's a lot to own. And at that point, I would look around kind of awestruck just because I've never really owned anything this magnificent. And it, it would pass my mind. And I would look around and be awestruck about what we could have had and then I look back at Chad. Remember, he's a goddamn lich. I I wouldn't. I would kind of just cross my hands, and I just I would just look at him, not just be silent. Okay. Remember this, um, Melvin. I think really the focus of this conversation. I mean, he's talking to all of you, but Melvin, I think I think he's sort of focused on you as he's talking about this. I think that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Roscoe, Roscoe has the most, like, let's go along with the plan. This is the direction we're going. Kolvik is definitely, I mean, he's not even eating this guy's fucking raisins. But I think Melvin, at least outwardly, regardless of anything else you've said about we need to kill this guy, we need to get him out of here, outwardly you have presented the most, uh, what's the right word, amicable front towards Chad. And I think as a magic user, maybe he's there's yeah, there's some amount of appeal that he's trying to reach out to you for, to say, look at this fucking place. It seems pretty cool. You could do some cool wizard shit here. Also, magic and sweet-ass estate. What do you think? Well, Chad, that is a very generous offer. I think we're going to have to we're going to have to talk internally on this one and maybe workshop it a little bit and Maybe get back to you on it. But uh, thank you for your kind, generous gift. Chad says, in a really weird joke, because he hasn't really joked around a whole, mu- uh, a whole bunch with you guys so far, he like slaps his belly and he's like, well, I'm full. I'm going to leave you guys to it. The estate is yours for about a week. I have some preparation that I need to do, get you guys ready for the next thing, and uh, brew up some magic items for you. So, stay here, enjoy the grounds, enjoy the city, send me a message if you need anything, I'll, uh, I'll have Mitch visit you guys daily, and uh, in about a week, if you guys are ready to go, about that elemental plane of fire, huh? What about the plane of fire? Anybody been in the plane of fire? I'm sorry, I'm just really jazzed about getting these eyes. He grabs them, puts them in his pocket, and he's like, I'll leave you guys to it, and starts walking away. I didn't even have a chance to say that. We're on a tight timeline here, Chad. We don't have a week to spare on this one. Are you actually saying this to him? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he'll stop. He'll turn around. He'll listen. 
Chad, we're on a timeline here. I don't know if we have a week to burn on this one. <laughs> burn, get it? Hey. Gives you the finger guns. He says, uh, what? what Watch uh, the weapons now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, that's me. I can do that. Okay, never mind. He says, uh, timeline, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? Uh, well, you know, we have uh, some stuff happening with the chalice, and uh, it's about that time where those kind of things got to happen, and, uh, well, we got to get you out of that chalice and into something else. <laughs> get out of my dreams and into new chalice nice um so chad's gonna come back and he's like he like rests his arms on the back of a chair and he's like oh yeah yeah the the whole ritual you mean uh, we've got a couple months before that happens we should be fine okay all right i mean unless you guys have other things that you need to do before then but if you're just trying to clear my uh giggity taint out of the chalice before the uh, ritual comes around well yeah not, you got plenty of time all right i was under the impression that we had like i want to say like exude totals like two months or something like that which didn't seem like a long time so i'm just saying wait i got something for you because i wasn't well i wasn't sure too like we got to do the thing and then we got to get to wherever we gotta go no that's true you guys do have to get there colvick i'm sorry what were you saying oh nothing uh maybe a leaving sentiment, if you will, later. I okay. Mean, is he okay. leaving? You got a bag of poop for him? What? Yeah. Well, actually, say, just a second. I got something you can get into. I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out my middle finger afterwards. <laughs> you're, like, you're getting real spicy with Chad here. I don't like liches. He, Especially uh, liches that, uh, that I'm working for more and more. I think... Uh, we'll leave that for later. All right. You can give him the stink palm. What's that? It's kind of where you rub your hand all over your balls, and you kind of give them a, a handshake goodbye. I thought it was butt crack. Isn't it butt crack in mall rats? Oh, yeah, it is butt crack. Like, it goes in. You could do both, I guess. Well, at this point, I'm just going to do the the far away. Maybe if we get closer, uh, we'll, 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 reach, we'll reach to uh, Stink Bomb later. I really feel like, I really feel like Kolvik, with his, with his energetic half-orc CrossFit, like, protein shake workout routine i feel like kolvik would have some powerful swamp ass to do yeah. a, to do a stink palm with. i think so especially in this arid desert land that i haven't really given any indication i've taken a shower in the last <laughs> since we started <laughs> so i mean it's gotta be it's gotta be something fierce yeah right yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if we went to that waterfall maybe then something kind of washed away but yeah, who knows we can get hand wavy about showers at this point. I know Melvin. He's taking a shower. He's told me. I take showers. I take care of myself. I feel right. like Melvin feels meticulous to me. Maybe not meticulous. I shouldn't say that. But I don't think you would ever look at Melvin and think you're dirty. I don't think so either. I don't, want, I don't like being dirty. Yeah. I feel like you'd never look at Melvin and think you're slightly overdue for a shower even. I, I feel like it would be. I feel like it's beard is like freshly trimmed too it's like two with a perfect wizard beard mm -hmm. like shape it's, it's so pointy you, yeah you could it, cut yourself on it yeah <laughs> like you've accidentally sliced parchment as you've been looking across uh, reading the like, paper oh god damn it out of the game damn this beard of glorious i also love that we just have completely defied the tradition of elves not being able to grow <laughs> facial hair and we're just like man fuck it melvin's got a melvin's got a fucking beard oh yeah sure I think we've joked about it being a fake beard a few times, but 
Uh, I don't know. Do we? Will we ever know for sure? I feel like he, he co- permanent concentration spell. He made it, and then he made it real. <laughs> it's an illusion, <laughs> illusionary beard. You've you've actually had that feat where you can have two concentration spells this entire time, like, just so you can hold your beard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I suppose I can if I cast it right. I can make it permanent. <laughs> but or, I, I do want to know, like. Oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> it really was. It's like biting into an apricot. <laughs> While you're stepping on a ketchup packet. I, w- I would like to know Chad's reaction. Just because, I mean, I've kind of been disrespecting him this whole time. And, and all of a sudden, there's a finger pulling up and he's off of his place kind of thing. Uh, let's see here. Let's, let's roll roll some dice. Holy shit, we haven't really rolled dice for a while. No. All right. So you make this un, uh, uncourteous, discourteous, discourteous is how you say that word. You make this discourteous gesture to Chad amongst all of your other comments and amongst all of your raisins and whatnot. And actually, let's do this. Why don't you make a roll as well? You mean insight check. Remember, apparently I don't learn my lesson until I do something too extreme, like with Melvin as well. Do an insight here. Oh, I got some good insight. Ooh, 27. 27. 27 is an excellent roll. Your insight is uh, phenomenal in this situation. Earlier we talked about Chad purposefully revealing the true nature of his true form to each of you and how terrifying that was how utterly horrifying it was to to look into the maw of eternal undeath for even a moment and this moment chad makes eye contact with you and for a fraction of a second you feel i don't mean you see i don't mean you hear i don't mean you intuit I mean, you feel an unfathomable rage that you have never felt in your entire life before this. It is consuming. It burns the way only ice can burn. And you feel it in the core of your heart. Like I can feel his rage, not I'm raging, right? His rage. You can feel this piercing from him for the briefest fraction of a second. And then it's gone. And when you snap out of this little reverie of just like being awestruck, like the first time you see the Grand Canyon while losing your virginity, like you pop out of this moment and you look up at him and he's just smiling at you. First thing I do is check my pants and yeah, they're soiled, even though I just (laughs) used the restroom. Um, You managed to find something in there to poop out. Yeah. There's an arc pie in there. Look <laughs> by, and uh, I I go dreadfully quiet and kind of look away and quiet the rest of Telly's God, whenever that is. Okay, okay. Um, Melvin, I can't remember where we left off with um, with what he was saying to you. Um, I was just saying that we're gonna have to talk about it and maybe <laughs> very casual. <laughs> get back to you with an answer. So is Chad gone? Uh, so let's say at this point, yeah. So he gives Kolvik this this uh, this moment, and then the follow up 
I was gonna say wicked grin, but honestly, it's just like a pretty normal looking smile. And again, claps his hands together, kind of kind of rubs them together in that classic sales sales guy anticipatory gesture, and says, "All right, well, you guys have done me a great service so far with just these eyes. So, well, if you decide to decline on the estate, I can understand. You've got places to be and adventures to go on. We can work out some financial compensation instead. But, well, like I said." Take a week, relax, enjoy the grounds. I'll send some people over to clean things up and take care of it. Make sure you've all got uh, food, if you actually want any, and you're comfortable, and uh, I'll see you in about a week. Okay. Good. We'll see you later, or see you another time. (laughs) He gives a genial wave and uh, walks his way up out of the estate. Uh, He does gesture for Mitch to come with him. Um, You see them kind of like chatting and uh, whatnot as they disappear from view as they enter the house and presumably on their way outward to Chad's estate and well you guys have uh, technically you have like a whole week to talk but you know I'm not gonna necessarily give you a whole week because that would make some what would that be what is it what, 24 times 7 would that be a lot of really boring episodes is Mitch still around no Mitch has gone with Chad he like he <laughs> Sorry, I should have I should have made sure to make a point of this. Chad is beckoning for him to go, but Mitch comes around and like overly excitably shakes each of your hands and is super grateful, super effusive, like very very happy to have gone on the adventure with you guys. Um, just really really thankful and grateful, and then scurries along with Mitch. So now the three of you are alone. Before Mitch goes, I just want to be like, hey, we're going to be here for a week. Stop by for dinner sometime. (laughs) We don't have many friends here. So if you can, talk to you later. Mitch is ecstatic and he is like, like, is tomorrow okay? Yeah, absolutely. We're not doing anything. I will be by tomorrow. I'll be by tomorrow. I'll be by tomorrow. I'll see you guys later. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. All right, guys. Um, how do you feel about this sweet house? At this point, I'm actually still going to be awestruck and pretty much trying to cover my poop pants and <laughs> not let you guys what? know. And wait, why do you have poop pants again? Because he just went into the the core oh, so of my soul and so that did terrified. make you poop your pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely poop pants, and uh, I really don't want to say anything about anything right now. So you're actually just scared silent? Scared silent. Okay. Dead silent. I'm like, Kolvik, what do you think? Kolvik? Kolvik. Kolvik? I recently learned that the term for this is called condition white. When you're like so shocked or whatever and you just don't know what to do with yourself. Apparently like the military or police or wherever it came from is like your mind is just blank. Condition white. I think it's hilarious. Weird. Yeah, I would, I would study. I'm like, I... I, 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 what are we, what, what are we doing next? What? And just kind of try to repeat your question almost. And like, like I wasn't I'm hearing. Kovic, like, do you want to live in this house? No. No? No. No? No. Like, just start screaming. At, no! Just guys like screaming it back at you almost. And then I smell poop. And I'm yeah. like, it smells like poop. I'll ask you later. <laughs> Roscoe, what do you think about living here? I think it's a pretty sweet house. 
Is it a sweet house or is this like, I feel like it's an old ghost house, like from Scooby-Doo or something. Like, <laughs> No, it's... Well, I feel like you would have the most knowledge of this house since you went sneaking around. Would you want to live here from what you saw? Oh, is this the same house? No, this is a different, like you guys went to a whole different oh, property. Oh, I thought we were at the castle, the, ma- the manor still. No, okay. no, no. So like, so Mitch actually, you guys had arrived back after the dragon adventure. Yeah. Uh, the the like little dragon heist that you went on. You had arrived back at Chad's. You kind of took some time, cleaned up, whatever. And then Mitch brought you here to... And there's, It's hard for me to explain this without a good visual, and I can't do a good visual because it's a podcast and it's an audio medium. But right. if you would imagine there is the castle and the grounds of the castle that Chad lives in, and that's like sort of the highest, literally the highest elevation, the highest tier of the city. And then it steps down just a little bit and there is a roughly a semicircle around that, if you're looking at it like top down on a map. And that semicircle is carved up into estates. Gotcha. This area of the city is called the estates. And this particular estate occupies like an eighth of that huge, huge circle. And there is a gigantic house. There's several outbuildings. There's literally like farmland. Like when I say this is a state in the sense of like old timey estate, really anything pre-industrial age is a good idea of what this would be because it, it it's intended to be a more or less self-sustaining chunk of land. So you've got like some vineyards there, some uh, various other crops, fruits, all the rest of it. Like this land is intended to support a family, a large family, and then all of their We'll graciously call them workers. <laughs> uh, so this this land is like I mean this this is several acres essentially up on top of this raised piece of the city. The second tier below that is the actual city of Peripio itself. But what Chad's offering you is like a walled-in substantial portion of land, a large, beautiful um, stone house. And all of the outbuildings and everything that goes with it. And these like fancy gardens and all the rest of that shit. And it's huge. It's beautiful. It's in somewhat of a state of disrepair. But not straight up like broken boarded windows Scooby-Doo bullshit. Like it's just like eh, nobody's lived here in a little while. All right. So I would not say that. <laughs> I would not. Actually, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Not actually mention that at all. Just be terrified and keep saying no. No. Well, I don't want to make anybody live anywhere where they don't want to live. At the same time, we don't have anywhere to live. So, how's this for a week? Are you going to be okay with that, Golik? Shakily eat my raisins and... Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's just uh, let's get on with what we're doing. Let's just, let's just do what we need to do. Are you just, are you like stuffing handfuls of raisins in your mouth? Most of them are missing and falling down the front of your shirt. I would say like a handful, just like finger picking, like picking up what I can kind of thing. Maybe one or two and putting them like, like you said, near my mouth. Maybe they're falling. Maybe they're not. (laughs) Maybe they're landing, but, uh, just. Is this all you eat? I feel like this is all you're eating is raisins. You must have like the worst shits ever. Most raisiny of shits. I can't even imagine what a full, like a hundred percent composed of raisins poop would be. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's only one way to find out. Roscoe? <laughs> oh, uh, your worst, I'll, poop, uh, worst poop nightmare? I'll report back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first it was just kind of just to get at, uh, just to get at, um, 
Chad. Just kind of push a button, but now it's literally all I'm eating right now. You're addicted to raisins? Oh, yeah. Gonna have to face it, you're addicted, addicted to, to raisins. raisins. <laughs> the truth is, I never told song, you, yeah. but uh, I was working a lot on the farm at, back home, but I was really a raisin farmer. You're a raisin farmer? Yeah. Your family was raisin Yeah, we were raisin farmer. You grew a lot of raisins, did we you? We grew a lot of raisins. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we do. We uh, grew, we planted the raisin seeds, and until they grew up, grew in the raisin, like plump raisins, and they whittled down to the raisins, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the slump raisins. Truly, anything is possible in this uh, <laughs> world of magic. <laughs> we was raising farmers. We were raising farmers. We, uh, we raised it when they were plump raisins. We took them off when they were <laughs> whittled raisins. So with your week of time that you guys have do you guys i guess i'll give you the option do you want to hang out just sit around the house do you want to you say we had a week of time yep yeah i had a week of time to recover because that last adventure was a pretty big deal so and we were we were in the town that we were at chad's correct peripero yes you're in peripero because right. i remember it would take about a week to make some acid resisted pants I did say that early on, didn't I? You did, but I just got... Actually, no, I don't need those because I just got some sweet um, sweet uh, star metal pan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're going to make dragon leather, I dragon was. wing leather. If I can possibly have this uh, same crafter make me a acid-resistant cloak. Oh, a cloak. I thought you were going to go with a vest. Cool, too. But I was thinking a sweet cloak because I had my shield... See my vest, see my vest, made of vile gorilla, gorilla chest. I have no idea what that's from, but it was Be priceless there. to watch. Yes, it was. Wow. It's from The Simpsons, where Mr. Burns makes all of like his clothes out of real animals. Endangered animals. <laughs> Endangered animals, yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. What did Bart have that he wanted? Uh, uh, he wanted the puppies. Didn't Bart have like a bunch of puppies oh, or yeah. something? And uh, I don't know if it was Stampy that he wanted. No, this he had puppies. I, I'm pretty sure. And then Mr. Burns as Cruella Deville. Yes. Yep. Smithers, hand me my mace. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be looking for a acid-resistant cloak. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so far, it's just regular and cloth, and it can't get burned by anything. Sure. 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 You want something a little more durable? I, I guess. I want something a little bit durable. I have my uh, shield. I want my cloth. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than authentic Irish setter. <laughs> Sorry, it's coming back to me in bits and pieces. <laughs> it's okay. I like it. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can find uh, find you that craftsman, um, and let's let's just say it's going to take you the week. So you, this is at the start of the week. You're going to set that out. And did I give you a price? I thought it was just gonna. It wasn't gonna be bad. It, it wasn't, wasn't gonna bad. Be like, it just time consuming. It was gonna just be like a hundred and fifty gold. I think is what I have in my head for no reason. So that's what I'm gonna stick with. So it'll be a hundred and fifty gold, and it'll take a week. I'll take it. I, I want to make something. I never made anything out of dragon stuff, besides my bomber jacket. Yeah, pretty much all dragon now. Pretty, pretty 
excited about that. Mm -hmm. That is kind of cool. Bane of dragons. They're going to start coming after you, man. Wait, I need some help. Like, I need to know. I can't make, like, wizard armor because wizards aren't really, like, you know. Uh, as, long, as long as you are proficient in the type of armor you are wearing, you can wear anything and it does not affect spell casting. I may be getting that rule wrong, but I said it out loud and recorded <laughs> There it <back>. is. <laughs> All right. Well, let me. I don't even know if I'm proficient in shit. Let me see. You're let definitely me. not proficient in shit. <laughs> Why are we having this guy make us things? Because we can. Because we have a week. To we burn. have about a week to prepare. And so, remember that. Wow. That was a good one, man. Mm -hmm. I had the right angle. I propped up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See my loafers for my. I don't I have. I don't have proficiency in anything. Where do I even? I did have proficiency in longsword too. Really? Yeah. Actually, that because that's what I gave Mitch is my longsword, and I think that was because I had some kind of um. Oh, you know whatever you choose when you make your character like a background of some sort. Mm -hmm. I thought that gave me something. How come you decided to get an acid proof cloak? What? Oh, yeah, why? Because I have an acid dragon's wing from the black dragon, and so I can't really do any other. It was just what the material I had. It's already imbued with it. Yeah, imbued with the acid resistance, so I'm like, hey, might as well. I mean, maybe they have, like, I don't know if they would have, uh, what are those called? What now? Uh, the material that you can like infuse with things, augment, agments, or agates, or. All right, what do you guys got? Anything else? I can't think of anything. Cool. There's other times where we can make things, so there's no need to push for it right now. But I want to. Maybe I'll. Maybe maybe I want a new. Maybe I want a new jacket. Maybe I want. Maybe I want something else besides a jacket. I've had this thing for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been on a lot of adventures with you. A new bomber jacket. Maybe not a bomber jacket. Probably covered in shit. Who knows what? How about a members only jacket? <laughs> a green green golfer's jacket? Because you won the Masters. A letterman's jacket? <laughs> oh man, the letterman <laughs> yeah. jacket would be amazing. It has my own letter, just M on it. If you get high. It's just a bunch of patches of things you've done. Kill the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> One at Pogs. I lettered in Pogs. Because <laughs> a Pog was like five bars underneath it. Years without pooping. It had just a bunch of scratch marks on nice. it. <laughs> That's a whole sleeve at this point. What'd you get, Kulvik? You got a cloak? Yes, I would get a acid-resistant cloak. So what degree would this be resistant to? Resistance in D&D is always 50%. 50%. So I would say it's not full acid proof. It would be acid resistant, correct? Okay. And it's not going to give you... Episode 90, Behind Door Number 1, was released on June 23, 2019. Can we pencil you in next Sunday for more... 
Vége, 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 the very good adventuring team. Pow, pow, kablamo. Boom, pow. Boom, pow. Pow, pow. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Must have been that bean I ate. Must have been that bean. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> must have been, must have been.